I'm Shifa and you're listening to A Thought Away where thoughts become stories. In today's story, I plot a rescue mission as part of the plan to stop the head of the Academy of the Craft from world domination. Last week, I escaped from the Academy and removed the magical tracker that was embedded in my hand and tried to formulate a plan. And now the story continues. It had been a whole week since I'd run away from the academy, and although it was good that nobody had found me yet, the fact also made me nervous. I'd been moving from place to place each morning and looking over my shoulder every step I walked. I wanted to go home, but I couldn't explain to my family, who were completely unaware of the fact that the academy trained kids with supernatural abilities, why I had run away. When John, the previous head of the school, was still alive, well, things were much better then. We all learned basic magic, using the elements to our aid and learning the history. But when Karen came in, she made us train in advanced magic, things we'd only ever learned about in theory. We were made to use our abilities against each other, not trust anybody, train and only train all day, with no contact with the outside world. Then Karen told us about the magic brand that would be put on everybody's hands. It was for, how did she put it? Ah, to distinguish you from the rest of the world and show that you're part of this prestigious academy. Ugh, just thinking about her made my stomach churn. Or maybe that was my hunger. Either way, I wanted so badly to just show everybody at the academy that Karen didn't really care about us, not the way John did, not the way the school was made to do. But nobody had listened to me before and I didn't think they'd listen now. They believed it was their safe place and refused to see the other side of the situation. My only chance at stopping Karen from world domination was getting help from other magicians, ones who weren't brainwashed and branded with the tracker. And luckily, I knew just where to find them. I'd had an entire week to practice by looking into the past and near future powers. By extension, I could kinda sorta manipulate the way people perceived the past. Of course, the only time I'd actually tried it on a real person was when I erased the memory of some kid from whom I'd borrowed a phone to check the maps to see if my vision was correct. This time, I would have to manipulate the memory of two adults who were well aware of magic. So my plan was fairly simple. I looked into the future earlier. Funny how the bars work. I could see something high stake in the near future with a little effort. But small things like, say, a coin flip or what I would manage to eat that day, those took a lot of effort. The school held the admission tests at a different center from where the kids with supernatural abilities were taken to the Academy of the Craft and the other kids would be taken to a different academy to study normal things. Our academy was a long drive from the testing center, so the staff and the new students always stopped at a particular hotel for the night. And that was where my plan would roll into action. There were usually two teachers in the van with the magical kids. I would have to knock them out before they checked into the hotel. Then I would wipe their memory of the incident and send them on their way. 
perhaps with a lovely note for Karen and Marcus from yours truly. I made my way to the hotel and by the time I reached, it was late at night. I snuck into the basement and scanned the parking lot, hoping I wasn't too late. Just then, another vehicle entered. It was the van. I waited for them to park. Thank God Marcus wasn't there. That would have been way more challenging. I sprinted from car to car like a ninja and crept up near the van just as they started getting out. I took a deep breath and summoned my energy and created a momentary vacuum for the first teacher. He used to teach us elemental magic. He passed out cold, but I knew I hadn't done any real damage. The air had just been sucked out of his lungs, but he was breathing normally again. Probably. The second teacher whipped around and spotted me immediately. Ah, Ruby used to teach us regular studies, but was a former magician trained in combat. Tricky. I was confident I could take her, but I hadn't anticipated the student attacking me. My former teacher directed a bolt of electricity at me, but I repelled it and cast a charm to make the ground beneath her turn liquid, so she started sinking. She conjured up her shield and tried to pull herself up by solidifying the ground. But here's the thing with using elemental magic. One element cannot be used against itself, or more than once, in a certain period of time by the same user. That's why I couldn't knock out Ruby by manipulating the air around her, like I'd done with the other teacher. I hadn't casted a shield around myself since that would deplete my magic, so I had to be extra careful. Magic is pretty open-ended. One problem, but a whole bunch of different solutions. I had experienced firsthand what electric bolts felt like while trying to escape the first few times, so I didn't want to use that against her. It was nasty on its own, but double it with magic? The perfect recipe for terrifying. Ruby stopped struggling because she'd managed to get herself stuck in a semi-solid ground, a result of her combined magic. Instead, she cast a spell I hadn't heard before, and I conjured my shield not a moment too soon. Grey lines of magic twisted around me and tried to get around my shield. They pushed and swirled and I grit my teeth with determination. One, two, three. A loud boom echoed through the buildings and the cars in the parking lot went haywire, alarms blaring. I unleashed my energy and when magic is not directed at a particular place, well, it's a mix of spells and usually causes destruction. I wasn't that powerful, so I couldn't cause too much damage. Emphasis on too much. Ruby, thankfully, was now unconscious too. One of the kids rushed at me with a fierce look in his eyes and whipped out my knife from my boot and slashed down before I could blink. I felt a sharp pain on my arm and felt a trickle of blood rolling down. No time for healing that right now. My eyesight blurred and I saw myself, in a vision I supposed, lying in a crumpled heap on the ground with veins of black twisting around my body. As quickly as it had come, the vision vanished. The knife was enchanted, I knew that, but could it actually make the wound fatal, even with a small cut? I pursed my lips and set to work. First, I needed to wipe out the teacher's memory of the incident, then deal with my own wound. The kid who had attacked 
dropped the knife and backed away in alarm, muttering something about Ruby being his mother. I placed a hand on each of the teachers' heads and worked my magic. It was sort of like rewinding a video, stopping at the right place and wiping out everything you didn't want there to be. I put both teachers in sitting positions against the van and somehow managed to get the dazed kids to follow me to the abandoned house I had located. They flopped onto the floor and whispered in hushed tones with uncomprehending looks on their faces. I scammed the group. There was a particular formula for admitting students into the academy each year. There was always a healer or a combat magician, an elementalist, and an enhancer who was someone who could, well, enhance their human abilities with magic. There had to be a healer this time. Ah, there she was, a young girl of about 12 years of age. I explained to her that the wound could be fatal and her eyes widened, but she agreed to try and succeeded. I still felt like I could pass out any second, but the kids had their doubts about me and, well, I couldn't really blame them. I had attacked their soon-to-be teachers and whisked them into a tumble-down warehouse in the middle of nowhere the very day they found out about magic. So I showed them why I did what I did. It was powerful, the truth, and they had little choice but to believe me. Black spots danced in front of my eyes, but I told them that we could put an end to whatever Karen's plans were for the magicians. All the other kids could very well run away or even use my own knife against me again. But I didn't want to be like Karen, so I decided to trust these strangers. I had shown them the truth. That had to be enough. And if it wasn't, well, I would have to bear the consequences then. And I promptly fell asleep. My new friends and I trained hard and rescued another batch of kids. The academy was ready for us, but clearly they had not anticipated to be faced with such a challenge. So at the end of that little adventure, we were 13 magicians in total. Next week, the real action begins, and one way or the other, this fight would be over. Until then, let your imagination take over because your next story might only be a thought away. Thanks for listening.